Welcome back to The Encounter. Uh, guys, this is Danny uh, from Redeem LA. Today we have a special guest. His name is uh, Pastor Alvaro. He's my brother. And we have Giselle here with us. Guys, today we want to talk about uh, our transformation caves that we have. Um, uh, when I say caves, I want you guys to understand that it's not an actual cave that we go up to a mountain and find a little hole in the mountain and we stay there. But it's actually a cave that maybe sometimes it's easy to explain when it says a spiritual cave. A cave where you have your spirit, a cave where you figure out what to do. And um, I think the first example that that, uh, that that I wanted to just touch on real quick because we can go really, really deep on this is David when he goes to the cave of Adolam. And then uh, we also have like a, a cave that we put ourselves in that we don't deserve to be there or we don't need to be there maybe not deserves right but maybe more like we put ourselves there on on our own account right not not god wanted to put us there and uh we can see that with elijah when um you know he comes out from a huge victory and he goes and he gets scared from jezebel when he tells he's going to kill him after he just killed you know so many of their of their own prophets right so uh, i just want you guys to open up your hearts and and and, um and just quickly uh, we want to go over this and we want to talk about these caves of transformation so we can um you know touch up on it and understand where we are you know i like i don't even like to call them caves i like to call them like waiting rooms because that's um that's what uh, uh one of my friends here said it and i thought i should just you know steal it from him and and i think it's really good because you know what we do in the waiting room really 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 um defines and what happens after the waiting room right are, are you patient the doctor's going to be really nice with you. He's going to go through it. If you're impatient and bothering and bothering and bothering, he's going to be like, okay, what do you want? And he's going to do it like halfway. So um, we, let's start. What, if, what do you think we start in date with David's? In uh, 1 Samuel, we can see in 1 Samuel 22, we can see that um, that David's running away uh, from Saul because, uh, you know, Saul's following him. And then he falls on this, on this, on this cave. And beautiful thing is that his father and his father's house follows him. And also... The people that were in distress and everyone who was indebted and everybody who was bitter and in, the, in their soul and then he goes with them to this cave and as he's living in this cave and as he as he is waiting for god to figure out something to do with him i see that um he slowly he starts making somebody somebody's out of these people because he i think it was 400 people that going with them right and then slowly i'm sure it wasn't from one day to another right but i'm sure that as as time passed by people that were distressed were now at peace people that were in debt out of nowhere they were debts were forgiven and people that were bitter were now a new human had a new heart had a new soft heart and were no longer bitter they were happy they were joyous so i find i find this so incredible because sometimes we find ourselves in this cave and i've always told this to the to the to the youth i've always told them what do you do in your cave like what do you do when you're in alone what do you do like are you staring at depression in the in you know in the face you know, are you staring at anxiety at your face? Or are you staring sin in your face? You know, everybody goes into the room when nobody sees them and has these options. But I like that David was a professional at this. When his dad called him, um, when his dad calls all his brothers to be chosen by the king, by the by the prophets to be king, he calls everybody except who? David. David. 
You go over there. You go by yourself. Sometimes a cave doesn't have to be a place, but it has to be a place like in your mind, right? Like I almost said spiritually. And then what did he do there? He didn't say, oh, what about me, dad? He just said, yes, yes, father, I will go. And what I like about him is that he waited until he was called. Even until the last very second, he was willing to go take care of the of, of a sheep in order for his dad to come so he can be called correctly. I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like I'm talking too much. But uh, what, do you, what do you think, Giselle? Um, I also was looking into what it, what it, what the cave represented, and what I found is that the cave represents what we take refuge in. Um, when we look in in the Bible, we can find that David took refuge in God, not in the building, not in the world, not mm. in a person, but in God. And um, the way we see this is if if you look at Psalms, um, what's it called, fifty seven? It says, "Be," and this is a, a what's it called, a song that he wrote while he was um, fleeing to the cave or fleeing in the cave. It says, be gracious to me, O God, be gracious and merciful to me, for my soul finds shelter and safety in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will take refuge and be confidently secure until destruction passes by. So what do we see here? That we see that that not only was this waiting room a place for him to uh, recuperate, but this was a place that of safety. What he took refuge in wasn't, wasn't in somebody else, but it was in God. And we as Christians, what we're supposed to be taking refuge in is the blood of Christ in the knowledge that his blood was shed for us on the cross and that his body was mutilated, sacrificed, everything for our salvation, for our life. That's that's what our cave is now, the refuge in, in the blood of Jesus Christ. Go. You want to say something? No, no. Go. I was going to say that, you know, it's so beautiful because he understood that God was going to make a place for him so the destruction will pass. You know, he didn't say, oh, you're going to leave me out in the rain. He said, no, no, you're going to make a place for me to wait. And that's what I was trying to tell you uh, earlier today, that God sometimes keeps us from destruction and keeps in his waiting place. But I like that David, he didn't cross his fingers and cross his legs and waited for the destruction to pass by. But he, in the contrary, he worked. He moved. He said, oh, who's with me? Oh, I got people that are weak and that are, that are you know, they're not used for anything. Okay, I'm going to make it into somebody. And I, like, and I like what I was telling you before, too, that he made a cave. He went from a cave to a stronghold. He made it almost a castle for his own self. So he was a king before even becoming a king, right, to his people. So it's so beautiful that he sings this, and he knows that God is going to give him this cave. I, when you tell me that, like it, he transformed the cave into a, strength, uh, into a fortress, right, a stronghold. It reminds me of that verse uh, where Paul said, In my weakness... He becomes strong, right? Like, right. So at the end, your weakness be becomes the better part of you because he's acting on you. Right. But I, I just wanted to say something that I think is very important for, for us uh, as an adults and for youngsters too to understand is that this place is not comfortable, but it's necessary. Right. At least this one that we're talking about, right? Right. Uh, it's not. It's not something that it's uh, that we're gonna be see everything. When I when I go to the dictionary and the strong. The concept of the cave is that it's darkness. You don't see what's going on, mm. but you un if you understand your cave, then you can be transformed. Well, I, I think David, um, one thing that I, I, I really asked God to give me is the understanding that he had. He had, he understood that that moment where he was, you read it, right? He was, he was persecuted. He was in, in his lowest point in his life, but he understood that he understood that that cave Um, he couldn't be just sitting down. It was to make him better and to become, like you said, a fortress. Right, and, and that's so beautiful. And you know, what, you know what you just said? 
that that the, the one thing about caves is that you can't see and that's exactly what faith is you know what where you can't see you need to rely on everything else but something that you can't see and that is actually what the holy spirit asks us to be you know have faith in jesus have faith in god without literally seeing who he is right and we can only feel him right we can only see his miracles and everything but we cannot actually see who he is so i i think i think it's beautiful what you said and and especially with the with the thing that you said that that he was moving and he was doing something in that cave and and when you even when you said that uh, it's uncomfortable no cave is comfortable yeah. no, even if you guys notice that, like his family his mom and dad they go and they're comfortable in some city yeah. but he goes no no it's my turn to be uncomfortable yeah. it's my turn to be uh i don't know have you have you ever heard of that saying if you get lemonade if you ever make uh, if you ever get lemons if life gives you lemons make a lemonade yeah. that's what <laughs> david did literally he did that in yeah. in the spiritual stuff they gave him a cave and it was um nasty it was dirty it was uncomfortable and it came out to be his castle yeah he made i'm sure he made some rooms in it he made it nice he made it somewhat comfortable for him and he was like this is where i am and this is where i will grow and not only when i grow by myself and that's the most uh, important part right which kind of causes to unity right he don't only grow himself but he grew everybody else around him and he made everybody else good you know how the bible says um that um think of yourself as if you were less to your brother yeah. that's what he, i'm sure that's what he was doing he's like oh it's because david you're this this and that because i don't know we can all be this he never he never carried himself like a king he carried himself like a servant yeah. which 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 is is what i like and um i was gonna tell you guys that also oh you want to say that? go ahead please I was cut me say, off like the bible the bible literally shows the unity because it says like in uh first samuel 22 22 uh two it says everyone who was suffering the hardship Everyone who was in debt, who was discontented, gathered to him, and he became captain over them. There were about 400 men. Yet when he leaves the cave, the, the, they're no longer 400 men, but now they're an army. So mm. they go from being 400 different beings, different members, they go to becoming one army. It's no longer it's no longer separate, but now they're together. Right. Yeah, they, like I said, there are many members and became one. David understood this to the to the T, right? He understood everything about unity. Therefore, when he was, um, you know, tried to be in practice, he put it to practice. And where did he find this? And it's in the cave before he got this one. I always think that he was in a cave when he was taking care of his flock, his dad's flock. <laughs> but it wasn't an actual cave, but it was yeah. his own, like, his own little secluded area where lions, you know, were there. Caves. And where do caves and bears go? Yeah. To caves. Right, he was there. He was in his own self, and he learned there. And when he learned, he applied it to the people. Right? I, I wanted to say maybe, uh, maybe some somebody suffering, somebody wants like I don't know. But when I was younger, and even now, but maybe in a different way. But I my my prayer was, oh, change me, transform me. You know, I want to be better. I want to. Uh, I want to. You want to be transformed. Once you know, you get to know God. You want to please Him, and right. sometimes you you. Um, you find out that you can't, you know, but like, I, I feel like right now the 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 generation is like they are, they're in problems, but they don't understand that that could be the cave that God wants to wants to work with you, you know, so you can be transformed into a into an army, into a, a, a you know a man of valor and really do things the one you you want. But right now is they they start going thinking like oh, I wanna I don't wanna leave or nobody loves me. You see what I'm saying? They don't embrace like what you're saying, right? They don't embrace your they, you don't, if you don't embrace your cave, if you don't understand that you don't you're never gonna start as a warrior. Right. You're gonna start as 
nothing as uh, some somebody that is sick that is sad that is frustrated but then if you if you embrace your cave if you and the cave has to be Jesus like like Giselle said it right it has to be him then we can we can become you know what we're not right. in him right so. i think it's also important to remember that change isn't immediate it's a process that's going to take time like for example when the when when david exited the cave with the army the first thing that they go do is that uh if we look in second samuel 233 it says um it says uh oh, i lost the verse but the point is that when they exited when they were supposed to go to fight their first battle their army was scared i mean how can an army that's scared of doing the one thing that they're supposed to be doing be successful like their whole purpose is to fight and yet they were scared but if we look at their 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 change over over time in first chronicles 20 i mean 12:8 and second samuel 23 uh 3 through 17 we can see that they go from being scared of doing what they were called to do to being called the mighty men of david so we can see that through time after a process that wasn't from one day to another their change was was um gradual it, it transformed them over time but it wasn't one day to another right and and that's how everything is right a boy cannot become a man one day to another right a butterfly cannot become from a you know from a slug to a butterfly in a day and yeah they're not that pretty if you, if you think about it it's something and you know you with which is with what with uh, with what the pastor Alberto said it was so was so touching because you're right when i was younger I couldn't wait to be older. I was like, remember, well, you're my brother, so you would know all this, right? Yeah, uh, he, he's all 10 years older than me, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to be 21. Now I'm 29, and I was like, oh, I wish I could go back to being 16. Yeah, <laughs> and you used to tell me, dude, don't come, don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't grow up too fast. And and we have to enjoy, and we have to learn. And I think the most important part is we have to take notes and understand the process. The process, no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, we have to go through it. Now the the important part is your attitude. What do I, is are you going to learn from it or are you going to come out better and you're going to still be whatever it is that you're going to be but you're going to be better, you're going to be mad, it's going to be harder to mold you or are you going to be bland, you're going to be easy, you're going to be easy to be mold. So um and we can see that also in in the cave where uh where um Elijah went, you know, in the mountain of uh, Oreb, I don't know how to say that in in yeah. <laughs> in, in English but he goes there and he gets all scared even after he was he was a victorious so many times and then he goes there to sulk uh, if you guys don't know what sulk is sulking is like wine to to be like oh my god poor me look at myself and then i i like honestly i love god because he's a good father and everybody thinks that a good father is the one that says yes to everything but he's a good father because he corrects him yeah. And he goes, no, 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 no. This is not the time to be sulking. This is not the time for you to be sad. This is not the time for you to be like, oh, I am the only one. And I, honestly, I love this part because sometimes you almost feel like, oh, I'm the only anciano that leads you. No, oh, I'm the only, you know, I'm the only son that, you know, plays the piano or plays the drums. You're not. There's a hundred people behind you willing to play, willing to give it their all. And we're there and then god's and god's wondering why are you even here bro like why are you even here why are you even in this cave when nobody called you to be here and and um the craziest thing is that he just became this, this triumph that he came from was to killing all those prophets i think he killed like a thousand prophets and then he 150 would, for how much 
450 450 prophets and he was making fun of these prophets before when they were trying to uh bring down fire he would tell them he was like oh maybe you guys should go a little bit louder because maybe he's sleeping i don't know guys maybe he's tired today maybe maybe today's not his day maybe he's in the bathroom yeah he he does it actually that's the one excuse that's the one excuse that he brings out and then when it's his turn i find it amazing and his faith and that's why i i don't know why he went to this thing but i guess it was to teach us this right that he tells the people wet this wet this altar seven times if i'm not wrong right if i or how do you know how many times it was or was it four times what, what, what yeah i think it was wet it was to wet it right to drench yeah. it to yeah, yeah. to but drench not, not seven times it was uh 12 was, times 12 times oh my God. three um how do you say the where you put the water <laughs> right cantaros i don't know how to say it that's okay say cantaros cantaros yeah. yeah the drugs it was three three uh three of them four times so imagine so that's 12 times and still he has got to bring her down fire and it consumed the whole place the whole the whole the whole the whole place that i was there and then he still goes on and goes oh i'm gonna go into this cave so i I, I like what we said that some some caves are necessary to our process and some caves we like to put ourselves there you know what i used to do when i was younger honestly this is so embarrassing but I, i i i i don't know why i would do this i was not heartbroken but i would hear music that was like for heartbroken people and i don't know where i would feel heartbroken oh my god yes she left me she Ooh. left me Ooh. yeah yeah and then i would and i would ask myself who? <laughs> who i don't even know what a girlfriend is and that's exactly what i'm trying to tell you we put ourselves in situations that were like bro this is not yours this is not yours to carry this is not yours to be i don't know if you guys have something to say please cut me off yeah. but uh i i want to i want to tell everybody that's listening to me is that if, if you're young if you're if you're going through this if you're going through this uh a cave that that god has put you through or if you're putting yourself in it you have to we have to stop because not all caves are good and not all caves are bad as well right so so i think a part yeah. of what makes uh what makes the difference is the mentality that you go into the cave with when Elijah went into the cave, the first thing that he said is, God, I want to die. You know, he he comes into the cave already like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I give up. I, I give in. But then David, when he goes into his cave, like the verse I just read, he just said, he, he literally is there saying, my soul finds shelter and safety in you. Yes, everything else is going bad. Everything else is is um, on the fritz. But God, my... My soul is finding shelter and safety in you. My faith is in you. Everything that I am is because of you. And and I think that that's so beautiful because because the way he comes into the cave is what allows that transformation to happen. Because if we keep reading um, Psalms 57, uh, and, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, if you look through the verses, you can see how his heart is transformed through the entire through the entire Psalms. Like, um, for example, in, in that verse that I just read, he had a humble heart. It shows that he knows that the, his strength is not is not enough, but his reliance in God will be able to, uh, what's it called, take him through whatever situation he's in. And then verse 2, you can see that he has a hopeful heart. We can see that how he places his faith in God's hands and asks God, uh, to, asks God and prays for a change. It's like... He's not relying on himself to ma- be able to make that change. He uh, relies on God to do it. And um, like in verses 5, 9, and 11, you can see G- David's heart of praise that despite the situation, he trusts and puts himself in God's hands and he continues to praise even when everything was going south. And because of that, that ability to praise even when everything was going down, 
that's what caused the transformation. So when we come into when we come into a cave with hearts full of praise, hearts full of faith of God, then that's when God can come and He can start transforming us. Exactly. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I was, I was uh, just um, noticing when I was reading these uh, verses in First of Kings uh, 19, 9 uh, and forward, um, that when God wanted to talk to him, he told him to get out of the cave. And that's why we're saying, right? Like there, sometimes we put ourselves because of the way we think. Like he thought he was the only one. And God told him, look, I have 7,000, right. you know, just just in the bench waiting for you <laughs> to mess up, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and But what I'm saying is... Sometimes we are in a cave and we don't hear God's uh, God's will. We don't understand what He wants from us because we are in the cave, in a cave that He's not asking us to be. And we we are in a, in the cave because we're not believing when we have to believe. Because I, I I feel like there's two. I'm not saying there's only two. I'm saying that's how I see it. For at least in this example, there's two times in in our Christian life. The first time, the, the first period, or yeah, the, the first period of, of our life is God is walking with us and helping us. But then, after you are transformed and you you become an army, like we were saying in the other cave, then there's the, the next uh, the next um, time in our lives is that we walk with Him. So we have to believe. He's asking us to to believe in Him, like like Elijah was here. He was having a great victory. And now he's hiding in, uh, in his weakness or on whatever he was thinking. And God, I, I just liked when that he said, come out, be in front of me. It's first of Kings 19.11. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go stand in front of me on the mountain. Like, we, I, I cannot talk to you in, in the cave because that cave is not, for, is not from me. It's because of you, because why you think. So sometimes we can't hear, we, can, we don't hear the answer. Maybe we don't see the end of it. Maybe we are even being defeated because we are in a cave that we should, we're not supposed to be. And what we have to do is get out, you know? And maybe we're going to hear the voice of God. Uh, yeah, go please, please. Well, I was going to say is that what's also interesting is that uh, both David and Elijah, both David and Elijah had, had enormous victories. I mean, imagine David went from being a shepherd to being a warrior to marrying a princess to killing, a, to killing Goliath. Like... I mean, he had enormous victories and then this time of like defeat, of betrayal, of um, like being constantly looked for to, to be assassinated happened. And the same thing with Elijah, he had gone from this amazing victory where fire literally fell from heaven to show God's greatness and yet he was scared. Like despite that huge amazing miracle he just saw with his own two eyes, he went and he just gave in and was like, if I, I can't see a way out, therefore there is no way out. Even though he just saw an enormous miracle on behalf of the God he believed in, he yeah. didn't put any of his trust in him. Right, and, and that's 90% us, right? Most of the time, right? We put ourselves in a cave that we shouldn't. Or sometimes God puts us in a cave that we should be in and we don't even take advantage of it, right? We feel... yeah. I think what we do in the cave is what what, what matters, right? I, I I put here. I said uh, we use what do we use the caves for to soak or to thrive, and I think that uh, if you put yourself in a cave in your own thoughts, in your own, um, in your own power, in your own strength, then all you're gonna be doing there is whining and finding bad stuff and not finding God. But if you if you get put in a cave and and you understand that it's God that puts you there, thrive. 
Uh, somebody somebody told me this and I thought that was amazing and it was one of my friends that comes to church he says you know God he says he says Danny you know what you know what God is looking for and I was like he was I was like well he was like he's looking for fat people and I'm looking at him, I was like okay it's perfect I got the first check you know what I mean <laughs> I got, but he was no no he was like not not fat as in weight but he said fat as in faithful available and what was the last one fat and teachable and I said, oh, that's so, that's so, that's so, that's so beautiful. You know what I mean? Because and he's looking for faithful people, which Elijah was faithful and David was faithful. That, that was, that was it, right? They were both available. But the thing that, that, that separated them both is were they teachable? And David was very, 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 very teachable. Yeah. And then Elijah had like a little trouble, but not that he was bad, right? But, yeah. but. You had a little bit of trouble with that. And and I think that we all have to understand that we all have to be fat this way. We all have to be fat this way and we have to understand to lead, let God lead the way and let God take you to these places. And if it's God taking you, good. And if it's not, ring the bells, ring the alarms and say, who is taking me here? Who is taking me to in the in, in the cave of depression, in the, in the cave of anxiety? Because look, it's so crazy. He Elijah takes himself to the cave and the first thing he says, I want to die. Makes sense. Yeah. If you the depression is a cave, so if you go into this cave and you want to die, I think you should stop and say, okay, maybe God's not sending me here. Maybe this is not God's way to tell me that He loves me. If He is, He will make you. He will He will build you. He will make you thrive. I don't I don't think there's a cave that where God puts you that is not gonna right. bring the best of you. Right. Like like I see the the cave of Elijah stopped everything. He went he. He said, I'm not going to need you, the, the servant. And he was helping him in his ministry, let's say. He said, I cannot, so I cannot work a, a, again. I'm going to I'm gonna go weep. I'm going to, I'm not better than my parents. I want to die. I'm the only one. Uh, like he stopped everything. He stopped his advance. And that, those caves, I think it's, it's a great um, point to, to see, maybe to understand our situation. If your cave is making you stop in your process, I don't think that's God. It, it's God putting you in a cave. That's right. you. But if the cave is asking for you to get better, like the, the Bible says, and this verse, I'm, I, I think last time you invited me, I said it too. Like I just, like, it's okay, it's okay. I don't even, I don't even, I don't remember. But he, God spoke to me like a long time ago. But it says that there's a sadness that He gives. Oh yes, that is worse. so He can take it through repentance. But there's an, there's another uh, sadness that the devil that the world gives that that's that's for you to take you to destruction. to death, right? Yeah. Destruction. So I think that's we can see the difference between these two. And just I want to tell you this. Maybe you know the story and you can say it better because I don't know how to say these names and everything. But <laughs> remember when uh, Sodoma, Sodoma yeah. and Gomorrah, yeah. uh, they, it was about to be destroyed. When Lot is saved, they told him, go to the mount. And he said, no, 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 no. Take me to the cave. And in the cave, the you know, the daughters did what they did and they destroyed. They, they, they called a curse. Again, because they... They went to a cave that was not super, it was not in the plans of God, you know. He was scared again. He was being saved. He was being saved. Like he just saw the the, the angels of God helping him, and he said, "No, no, no! I don't want to go to the mountain. Let me let me go to my cave. Let to me feel comfort. secure. Yeah, to my comfort. But it it was not gonna make him better. It was gonna bring a curse, curse. in his old generations. Wow." Yeah, and that, that's just another, another, another example of that, right? Of of him, and it's it's wonderful that God wanted to save him. You know, yeah. it's not like God said, "Oh, you're gonna die with these people." He said, he said and no. he lost his wife on the on the way there, yeah. and then you know, to just make the long story short, he ends up as two, his two daughters end up uh, sleeping with him there, yeah. um, and it's it's 
it brought it. I brought a worse thing than what God wanted to. And I liked the one that says uh, he told him to go up to the mount. He only told a few people to go to the mount. He told Elijah to go to the mount. He told uh, Moses to go to the mount. He told you know he told uh, he told only a few certain people, and he told them. And he said, no, 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 that's not where I want to be. <laughs> And and almost the mount almost represents you know the the time with Holy Spirit you know you spiritual go up, heights right it's spiritual heights come with me I saved you come with me but you know what we do comfort we want to be comfortable we want to be in that sadness that I always feel I want to be in that anxiety that I always feel I want to be in that sin because that's honestly everybody <laughs> I want to have that sin you know what we are looking for and this this generation has a trouble instant gratification they want everything now. And now, and I don't want to wait one more second. Think about it. Um, we have 5G now. Back in the day, me and you, we used to have what? 4G? No, 3G, I think. And we no think. G. No G's. <laughs> no G's. No G's. No, no, no gangsters. Oh, we, oh we, wouldn't even, we didn't even have Wi-Fi. Remember the dial-up and it go, yeah. remember? And we yeah. used to tell my mom, mom, uh, stop talking on the phone so we can use the internet. Yeah. Like we used to have a computer like that. And then and then my, 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 my question is that we understood patients that way. But kids these days, they want to become prophets. And they're 16, 17. And, hey, Danny, uh, I want to I do my own thing. And I'm like, yeah, do as you please. But I'm like, wait, man, you need to go through your processes. And, and, and yeah. look, with, the, with all this said, and we're almost done. We, we have, you know, 28 minutes. We, we should be done in a few minutes. I was going to tell you, uh, Pastor, what do you think? If, if, if you go through a, a God-given cave and you, you, you behave like, um, like David, you come out stronger, how do you maintain yourself afterwards? Like is there or is this life of cave after cave after cave after cave? I I think the important thing of what you were saying, if we understand our process, if we embrace it, if we really learn, like remember the fat people, right? Yeah. Teachable people. One one thing you learn is gonna is gonna whatever you you learn today is gonna help you in twenty years too. Right. So I think what what. What can maintain you is never forget what you learn, so you never have to come back and retake classes, you know, and retake because it happens, you know. You go back, whatever. I, there's just people tells me, Pastor, I'm leaving. Why? Because I'm fighting with this guy, and I tell them, All right, all right, you can leave. You can leave. Uh, I, I'm gonna bless you, but I'm gonna tell you, over there where you go, there's a, it's gonna be another guy, <laughs> and you're gonna, and you're gonna have to, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to do your, the test. Whatever God is putting you through, maybe he, he wants to teach you how to love, how to forgive. You're going to have to do it even if you go to the moon. right? God is going to take somebody, just an alien, just to make you better. Whatever, Because whatever, like somebody said, when there's no, when there's no process, there's no progress. You see? So, um, you should put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you were asking me, how do I maintain? Well, never forget what you, what you, what you, what you were thought, you know? Uh, the, the David said, David, I remember said, he said, um, soul of mind, never forget. Please do remember all the goodness that you've received from God. Also, he tend, we tend to forget. Our soul tends to forget. And when we forget, he takes us to the desert and teaches us again. Wow. That's good. Wow. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. And, and look, right? God, Lord, help us, right? Because right. I want to go through the desert. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you know, I like that, that David... It's a constant reminder he had to give us his soul. Hey, hey, almost yeah. like, almost like your spirit is like almost like like keeping your 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 soul in check. Like, hey, hey don't forget, 
what he did for you. Go, go ahead. And yeah. honestly, I think that's so beautiful because if you look in Second Samuel 23, uh, 12 through 13, it says, But he, speaking of David, took a stand in the plot and defended it and struck down the Philistines, and the Lord brought a great victory. Then three of the 30 chief men went down and came to David at harvest time in the cave of Adulam. What does that mean? That even though he was victorious, even though that they were this great army, they kept going back to seek refuge in that cave that they started in. It wasn't about, okay, I left the cave, I'm never going back. It's about always remembering where you, where God took you out from, always going back to t seek refuge in the one God who was able to take you out of your situation. Amen. Wow, you guys took everything I wanted to say. So <laughs> congratulations, guys. Thank you, guys. Well, guys, um, we have reached uh, our end to our podcast today. Guys, I urge you guys to follow us on Instagram. It's at RedeemLA. And we have we have confirmed a TikTok account. I'm not sure if we have anything on it, but we have it. So uh, follow us there, guys. And once again, like always, thank you. Thank you. And remember... If in your process there's no progress, you gotta move. Guys, that's what you said, right? Yeah. Hopefully, I got it right. <laughs> All right, guys, God bless you. I hope this is a blessing. Take care, guys. See you next time.